Dunamis on Air. Welcome to Dunamay's On Air, a collection of podcasts from Dunamay's Arts Centre, Port Leash, funded by the Arts Council and Leash County Council. Home Truths Home Truths is a radio play made by, for and about the people of Leash. Throughout 2014, director Maisie Lee of Marari Productions and writer Kate Heffernan were theatre artists in residence at Dunamay's Arts Centre. They invited the community to discuss and explore ideas of home and what it meant to them as individuals and as a society. The residency culminated in Home Truths, a series of six fictional texts for radio based on all of the ideas collected throughout the year. Recorded for broadcast at Dunamay's Arts Centre and various locations throughout the county, five of the pieces are performed by local cast and the final piece is performed by Ian Lloyd Anderson. From storytelling to drama, all six are different in style and tone, but are all connected by the same theme, home. With thanks to the Arts Council and Leash County Council Arts Office for funding the original residency, and to Midlands Radio 3 for their partnership in the original broadcast on the Encore Arts Programme with Claire O'Brien. We hope you enjoy this recording from our archives. Home Truths by Murari Productions, a radio play made with, for and about the people of Leash. village in the middle of the countryside there stood a tower it was so tall that it could be seen all around the county on the edge of the village in a housing estate in a normal two-story house there lived a man and a woman and they were expecting a baby at the very end of their garden there was a field in the field there grew the sweetest damsons in the whole village sir what are damsons anyone know they're like wild plums aren't they exactly Okay. One day, the woman said to her husband, How I dream about those tasty damsons. Please pick me some. But the field belonged to a farmer, and she was the crossest farmer in the whole village. Why does she keep saying village? Does she mean to know how? Shh, just listen to the story. The man said, I don't know that farmer. She keeps those damsons as far as cows. Their milk is the sweetest milk in the whole county. Add one, please. The woman said it was, ser- it was a serious craving, so the man gave in. 
And sure enough, when he was picking the tasty damsons, the farmer appeared. He's caught red-handed. Will you ever shush? What do you think you're doing? The farmer said. I'm, hmm. But, well, you see. The man had a mouth full of fruit and couldn't speak. The farmer, who had a way with words, said, Listen, these damsons belong to my cows, right? So this is exactly how the curse is going to go. When your baby turns 11, she'll grow her hair really long, and I'll lock her in that tower, okay? In the round tower? Shh! A month later, a beautiful baby girl was born in a hospital in the town. Sir, sir. What's the matter? When he says town, does he mean Port Leash? Yes, I suppose he does. Can he say Port Leash then? A month later, a beautiful baby girl was born in the hospital in Port Leash. They called her Damson. During the recession, the man had to take a job up in Dublin. The whole family moved up there too. Years went by and a little brother came along. More years went by, but still the man and the woman missed the countryside. I miss the silence. I miss how green everything is. There are too many fumes up here. I want Damson and her brother to be able to cycle the bikes in safety, said the woman. And I hear there is a lovely new playground in Tim Hall, said the man. It's a good playground in fairness. So they decided to move back. The commute to Dublin would be tiring for the man, but they were happy to be going home. Alas, as soon as they arrived back in the village, the curse they had all forgotten about came to pass. The farmer locked Danson in the tower, in the round tower of Timahoe, and threw the key into the woods. The shiny key was later found by a boy on a horse, who brought it home and put it with his collection of precious things. Damson was lonely in her room, high above the village. I miss my home in Dublin, she said, looking out the tiny window with no glass. Brushing her long hair, she talked. I miss my friends in Dublin. I miss the warmth of my tablet on my knees when I'm on a fatula. I even miss my little brother, annoying as he is. I miss the smell of spaghetti bolognese when I get in from school. All I can smell now is that countryside smell. She means when you're yuck. Hey, that's not a bad smell. I love the smell of dawn. Isn't it the perfume of the countryside? Shh. Damson had a bit of power left in her MP3 player. She turned the volume right up and played a song about home that her dad liked. Our house in the middle of our street. Our house in the middle of our. The music sounded strange because there was no streets in Tim Hall. It drifted into the countryside. It drifted over the trees, through all the gates and windows of the village, where it was heard by the children of Tim Hall. Children playing hurling in camogie in fields. Children jumping on trampolines behind houses. Children bringing in coal and bringing out the compost and feeding the calves. Children doing homework. Because everywhere you go in Tim Hall, there will always be children doing homework. At the top of Fossey Mountain, a boy was kicking a football against the wall of his house. He'd been playing Xbox with his older brother since he got home from school. But his mum said to him, Would you ever go out and get a bit of fresh air? The boy heard this strange music drifting up the mountain from the tower. Ma'am, he shouted. Ma'am, have you seen that key I found? What key? The boy's mother said. Ah, ma'am. Well, if that room of yours wasn't such a bomb site. Did you try the messy drawer? The messy drawer was the place in the boy's house where all of the things that didn't have a place were kept. It was a place of odds and ends, of magical bits and bobs, and the key was there. 
The boy got on his horse and rode down through the woods, past the place where he found the key, past the GA club, past the shop, past the playground. He stood at the bottom of the tower and looked up. What's your name? He called. Damson. She called back. Damson, Damson, let down her hair, called the boy, because he heard a story like this before. But Damson hadn't heard a story like this before, and she ignored him. So the boy took the key out of his pocket and unlocked the door. Where are you from? I was born here, but I'm from Dublin. You must have missed this place, the scenery and all that. He's right. There's something about it that you don't really see in a lot of places. I was only a baby when I left. I can barely remember it. Would you not be sick of it? All I can see from up here is country and cows. Hey now. Shh, listen. Well, I mean, it's not too quiet, but it's quiet at the same time. It's not real busy, but it is busy. That's what's nice about it. And there's lots of space so you can have lots of pets. I have this horse, two dogs, seven cats, a pig and a load of fish. And then there's a round tower. I mean, it's no place to live, but it is special. He's right. It's nice to have something in your village that is special that no one else has. Yeah, it kind of represents us. There's good history around here, good memories. What about the smell? Listen, my older brother is a teenager and the smell of Timahaw is far nicer than the smell of Lynx. Believe me. Come on, I'll give you a lift home. And so Damson and the boy climbed up on his horse and rode back to past the playground, past the shop and past the GA club. On the edge of the village, in a housing estate, outside a normal two-storey house, stood a man, a woman and a little brother, all waiting for Damson to come home. The horse's nostrils twitched as the smell of spaghetti bolognese drifted from the kitchen. Did Jenna text you? No, did she text you? Not yet. Where will we go? Where do you want to go? I don't know. Where do you want to go? I don't mind. I don't mind either. You decide. What about the shopping centre? We'd be run out in no time. For what? For like, sitting down or something. Pure discrimination. How about Main Street? There's nothing on Main Street. Well, where do you want to go, Robin? I don't mind. We should probably wait for Jen anyway. Gavin. What? You think we should go somewhere, before we end up like your man? Who? Your man in the statue. James Finton Lawlor. Stay in one place long enough, a pigeon is bound to poo on you. Or worse. Worse? That seagull up there might. How do you think he ended up here? I think he was from Portleash, wasn't he? Is he? I mean, he was born here, somewhere. Maybe outside town. But like, he travelled all over. Dublin and France, Australia or someplace. He's from Portleash? Yeah, have you never heard of him? Proper, like, hometown hero. Really? Yeah, really. I mean, he's actually from here. Yeah, actually from here. It's just, I mean, a seagull from Portleash. That's mad. (laughs) You're such an idiot. Would you ever think about going to Australia? I thought we were waiting for Jenna. I think I'd like to do the year, maybe. After college. Like my sister did, at some stage. But I can't imagine... What? Like looking out the window at Christmas and the sun shining. Or a kangaroo looking in the window at you eating your Christmas dinner. Yeah, a year would be enough of that. I'd like to travel, and I think I'd like to live somewhere else for a while. But I can't imagine. I mean, I've always seen myself coming back home. Can't you? Because, you know, there's like... No kangaroos? Kangaroos would be grand, I think. But no big spiders or snakes or natural disasters or anything. Bit of rain here and there, yeah. But you have to admit, it's nice here, isn't it? Is it? 
You can't go anywhere without someone knowing you. Yeah, but on the downside... What? You can't go anywhere without someone knowing you. You're kind of right, I suppose, because on the day you're looking your worst, you'll meet everyone. No, I don't mean you, I mean anyone. For a Baytown, it's a bit of a small town, isn't it? But like, in the pantomime, everyone knows everyone, so everyone gets the jokes. Last should have made a bo- joke about Dad, and he was delighted, sitting in the audience, big happy head on him. They could get a statue made of him, name a ring road after him too, or a roundabout maybe. I think that's nice though, don't you? Everyone always says they can't wait to move out for college. But you know what, they're going to miss it when they go. What is taking Jenna so long? I am a bit of a homebird though, I suppose. I don't know what I'll do. I can't even put on a wash and I can't cook. I can barely fill the ice cube trays. I mean, isn't it really strange when you're at home and your parents aren't there? And you have to do everything for yourself. You see everything in 3D or something. Every spark that jumps out of the fire. The place feels massive. What if the student village doesn't have Wi-Fi? I'm homesick just thinking about it. I know I'm going to end up coming home from Galway every weekend. You'll be back from Dublin at the weekends as well, won't you? I don't know, Robin. You said it yourself. There's nothing to do around here. I only said on Main Street. It's like what it says on the statue. What? 1807 to 1849? This bit I mean. From the sod to the sky. The world is massive. We can go wherever we want. Do whatever we want. I don't want to wake up when I'm 40 or 50 or 60 and go, Ah, oh, damn, I could have done all this stuff, gone to all these places. I suppose. The world is our, what do you call it, oyster. Oysters? Where are you going to find oysters in Port Leash? Where the hell have you been? At home. You could have texted us. I've no credit. What's wrong with you? Face is longer than James Vincent's. Trouble in paradise. Shut up, Jenna. All right. Look at that seagull. Likes it up there in Lawler's head, doesn't he? Wonder what he's doing around here. Invite you to a party up in the Rolling Bowl, do you think? I hear they're doing Swan Lake at the Art Centre. Maybe he's a ticket for that. Or maybe he has a craving for a fish snack box from Nino's. What are you on about, Jenna? What were ye on about? Australia. Australia? Can you imagine waking up in the morning, kangaroo looking in your window? So, where are we going to go? Australia. No, now. Wherever you want to go. Jenna, where will we go? I don't mind. Wherever you want, I'm easy. We don't mind. Would someone just pick somewhere? said jumpers. I said jumpers in my text. Did you get her text? Not the one about a jumper. Me neither. I look like an Egypt sitting here in this lighty up snowman jumper with the two of you on your plain jumpers. I feel like an Egypt sitting beside you if that helps. I thought they banned the jumpers last Christmas. The word jumper has lost all meaning for me. No, they banned the crawl. The crawl? The crawl. The pub crawl. The word crawl has lost all meaning for me. You can't ban jumpers. Not at Christmas. People would freeze. Here she comes! Welcome home, chicken. Another year. Since we were here. Can you believe it? Older, wiser. Older, anyway. It's good to have the three of you back in the little town. Pints? Pints. Round for four. Usual spot? If it's free. Of course it's free. I put my coat across it. That's a cute jumper. Very late, late toy show. You didn't get my text then. Feels good, this spot. When did we start? Sitting here every weekend. I can't remember. Me neither. When did we stop? I can't remember that either. I know I just stopped coming home religiously every weekend. At some point. 
Me too. Me too. And then we stopped making excuses to meet. When did you get back? A month ago now. And you? Uh, here since the summer, but short-lived. Work relocating him? Again? Again. International man of mystery. Still within Ireland, unfortunately. Inter-county man of mystery. You're... Still in Dublin. And you're back for good? Back for good. Back for good. Take that. What? Back for good. Back for good. Take that. I take that. I'm shocked. At what? I didn't think you'd ever be back. Not for good. Not not here. Not back in the little town. Oh, don't say it like that. Like what? The little town. I didn't think I'd ever be back. But... Things change. Things change. We started thinking about getting married. About having kids. And about what identity we might want for them. And where we might want to be. Long term? For the foreseeable long term. And you foresaw here? We saw Leash. We saw the valley. And then we saw the site. I hear you're building with straw bales. Where did you hear that? Bumped into your brother in the shopping centre. Here a wet week and back to getting the gossip at the fountain. It all sounds very impressive. Well, ecologically sound at least. A bit grand designs. Grand designs, Stradbilly special. What kind of ground cover? I couldn't tell you. I never thought I'd feel positively about it. About straw bales? About coming back. 15-year-old me would have been horrified. Ending up back in the little town. That's not what I mean. I mean, I chose to come back. Like you chose to stay. I'm not sure I chose. What do you mean? I mean, I settled here after ye all left. I did. It's still my home, and the boys love it here. The countryside, the horses, but... What? I sometimes imagine. Imagine what? I always have this thing... Go on. I always have this thing that I'd love to live by the sea. Oh, I would too. I mean, leashes. Lovely. Yeah, I mean, it is, but it's... Landlocked. Landlocked. And I have the cottage and I have the whole thing. In my head, I mean. But I can't imagine. What? Starting out from scratch with people again. We're only young. But I have the whole family to think about. And I hate to say it but I'm starting to feel a little... Old? In a way. No. Me too. In a way. Ah, listen to you, you pair old ones. I'm happy to be starting from scratch here. None of the flats in London we ever lived in felt like home. They felt... Bare? Yeah, like we couldn't really touch things. Not really touch them. Nothing was ever really... Yours. I don't mean... Bricks and mortar? Or straw bales. What kind of render are you using on them, do you know? It's not about concrete things. It could be anything. It could be a tent. Oh, I couldn't live in a tent. Not in Stradbally. Not after a picnic. But it is about material things. I mean, in a way. In a way it is. I've been moving for ten years. Sure, goer. Me too. Both of you are goers. But I'd love to have a home. A base. I just don't know where I want it. Or who I want it with. But that's okay, isn't it? Not everyone is a homebird. I'd be okay if I was a turtle. I was sitting at home last weekend, just staring at the living room cabinet. Completely bare. Nothing but the telly and a football trophy. And I said maybe I should throw a few photos and frames. But that would be just another thing you have to pack up the next time you move. I'm okay with the moving, but I would just like somewhere... To put your stuff. Yeah. Me too. And I don't feel like anywhere is home. Lots of places have felt comfortable at the time. Dublin feels comfortable now. 
You just don't have that cosy feeling, you know? That Christmas card feeling. That idea of home, to me anyway, it's just... Something stitched in a cushion? You know, every year I forget. Forget what? What all of your voices sound like. And I'd never be able to hear them again if we didn't meet back here. And I forget that we've ever been apart at all. Like no time has passed. You could stitch that in the cushion. The three of you have got fierce sentimental. Lads, I'm telling you, we could have been on an ad for the gathering. Switch on your jumper lights, I'll make a video. Round? Round. Dig deep, they're collecting for the homeless all week. Would you like to support the Simon community? Spare change for Simon? That's all I have, eh? Every little. Thanks very much. Take a sticker now, so I don't have to ask you again after your shopping. Help the Simon community. Sorry. Sorry, I don't have a penny. Simon community, all proceeds. Any help for the homeless? How are you, Bernie? Hello, Ger Marie. I thought Mrs Delaney stationed the two of you across at Aldi. Or did I read her instructions wrong? Colonel Delaney, more like. Oh, her military memo was very clear. I was freezing, so we came in here for a break as soon as she marched back to her officer's mess. If she catches you... She won't. The shopping centre is massive. you got the best spot here. Indoors, lots of people. How did you learn this one, Bernie? You must have had a bit of pull with the Colonel. Give us a look. How are you getting on? Not great, Marie. You want to rattle that book because it's a bit harder. You know, I've barely seen a soul I know. Town has gone full of strangers. And the faces on them. I might as well be asking for gold dust. It's not like years ago. Going to the shops, they'll all chat to you on the way down. And chat to you on the way back up. You'll be out all morning. I'll go in there now. I talk to no one. And then I get lost. So I'm out all morning either way. Community is gone. And as for the good old common Christian charity, kaput. Oh, it's grand and warm in here. And you're here in your own, are you? Aoife's with me. How is Aoife? And her husband? And the little fella? I've forgotten his name. Tommy. Big and bold. Not a bother on any of them. And all still up at your place? They are. Isn't that the modern way? All the little birds home to roost. Parents, children, grandchildren, all under the same roof. But isn't that how it used to be? Not all that modern, really. I suppose, but you're hardly what you call a proper granny, Granny. A proper granny? Ah, you know what I mean. One of those Grammy grannies. Babby on your lap, poking the fire with a stick. That was my granny. Our house was never cold. Never that gap during the day. Cooper always on, and as soon as the bacon was out, the cake was in. You're more of a, you know, out gallivanting, zipping here, there, and everywhere in the car. More of a groovy granny. <laughs> <laughs> Help for the homeless. I go on. Still, it must be hard to cut those apron strings then when you have to. My poor mother-in-law, apron strings of steel. 
She'd need an angle grinder to lose the grip of my brother. He still phones her when he's sick. <laughs> the house is very full, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't change it for the world. And himself? Himself might change it all right. <laughs> change what, ma'am? How are you, Aoife, Pear? Your mother was just tell us about your house. Your home. The home place, I mean. They did that in Dallas, too. Did what in Dallas? The whole family live in the same house. And their wives, and their second wives. But I suppose that was a different situation, ma'am. That was a mansion. I bumped into Mrs Delaney, ma'am. Said she'd be down here in a while to see how we're getting on. We'll leave you to it, so girls. Wouldn't want the Colonel to catch us. Can we go up to the key cutters, Joe? Again? Paul lost another one this weekend. Ah, Marie. You could get a job up in the prison you get so many keys, girl. I'll have to get a batch done. I can't keep him in the house. If his father knew how many keys to our front door were out there, scattered across the county like sheep droppings. See you, Bernie. Spare change for the homeless. Dallas? Don't mind that one. Help the homeless. I wish people wouldn't be talking. You know it was only ever supposed to be a stopgap. I know that, love. And you aren't the only ones in this situation. I wish you wouldn't keep calling it a situation. It was only ever supposed to be. Until you got back on your feet. I know. It's three years now since we handed back those keys. Who's counting? Don't be fretting. Our house will always be your home. Help for the Simon community. Here you go. You're very good. Here's a sticker. But it's not my home. It's your home. It's Dad's home. It's Tommy's home. It's not our home. I feel like Goldilocks, man. Except there's three of us and only one bear. Eating all Dad's porridge. Tommy breaking his bed. Always sitting in his chair. All of us always in the way. Ah, that bed was old, love. And I told your father we should have gotten Tommy a trampoline for his birthday. I don't expect you to be buying him trampolines, or cooking his dinner, or paying for his school stuff. The family all under one roof. Isn't it healthier that way? Sharing things. Better for the planet. Modern. You're not in the way. Spare change for the Simon community. Seamus is going to take that job. You're not in the way. We are going to go, ma'am. There's no need. Help the homeless. It's a good deal. An apartment, relocation money, brilliant schools for Tom. Isn't he already enrolled up here? A chance for us to start from scratch. Support for Simon. Emigration is not what it used to be. Walk to the end of the road and goodbye forever. That's gone. We can get you using Skype and all that. Sure, I'm no good on the computer, love. Ma'am. Surely someone has some change for the homeless. Let's go Mitchin for a bit. Get ourselves two of those giant hot chocolates down the end. What about Colonel Delaney? Sure, look, over there. That's her at the key cutters, isn't it? Tune the faces off Jar Marie. Come on, so, quick, before she sees us.
She won't be able to see you from over there. Come over a bit closer, can't you? Infernal machine, you're never off it. What's wrong with the telephone? Uh, This is more like having them in the room with us, Michael. Two hundred minutes of trunk calls and you never so much as touched them? Trunk calls? Didn't they go out with Vatican too? And don't I hold the computer up to the window so the kids can see your garden, see the street? Have those seeds they sent you sprouted yet? Oh, they haven't, the blasted things. I don't have a clue what they are. Some class of desert weed. Who knows what kind of diseases they might be incubating. I should incinerate them. (laughs) Not in front of the kids. What time is it in Abu Dhabi? Shouldn't you have checked that before you dialed? Still no sign of her. I could phone, I suppose. No, no. It'll be easier to read her reaction on the computer. Her reaction? I, I didn't know we were telling her this morning. It's the afternoon there, I think. I, I mean, I didn't know we had decided 100%. To tell her at all? To move at all. Oh, Michael. Did you move my notebook? Michael. Did you move it? What notebook? My notebook. My gardening notebook. I need to check when I saw those infected seas before the kids interrogate me. Isn't it where it always is? It's not. Isn't that why I'm asking? Why you're forever moving stuff is is just beyond me. If you left things where they were supposed to be left, there would be no need for moving them. A place for everything and... And everything in its place, I know. Only it's not in its place, so you must have moved it. Did you look? Of course I looked. Ah, there it is, under the leaflet. Oh, my. Retirement community. They make it sound so corporate. Hardly a community, sitting in chairs and going gaga. We're not going gaga. We're just downsizing. Downsizing? That's only fancy talk for going gaga. Look how close it is to the community centre. We'll be moving from the edge to the centre of town, just like we always wanted. Sure, we'll be able to walk up to Tai Chi every Tuesday now, even when the weather is a bit iffy. So we'll be smothered by them? By who? By the community. They're hardly like that in Abbey Leaks. Like what? Ah, you know, that sense of community where everyone is looking after you, almost to the extent of where you say, I wish you wouldn't look after me today. They're for you if you need them, but not those public displays of, oh, whatever, loyal. Loyal without being clannish. Abbey Leaks? You would think it was next to the place above. And isn't it? Abbey Leaks, I hear you calling. Doesn't it look a bit... A bit what, love? A bit grey. Well, couldn't we paint it something, Jessie? I'll make new curtains for all the rooms. This house was only a concrete box when we landed in Abbey Leaks. It certainly wasn't a home. All the energy we poured into it. Forty years of energy. The garden was a wilderness. Nothing but scotch and dandelions. Mm. And now it's... Colour all the year round. Whoever buys this place, Betty, they'll run it into the ground. I can see it now. Poured concrete across the alpine beds and two carports. All those Christmases with the kids. The years with your mother. All the memories. And now, what are we doing? Giving it all, uh, all that up? We're only giving up the house, Michael. Not our home. A home is more than bricks and mortar. To start again at our age. Oh, I'm really worried, love. Worried about what? Worried that our our lives are just shrinking. The walls around would be a little closer, love, but we've gotten a little shorter. Our lives are no smaller. I was thinking... What? Maybe... Maybe what? 
Maybe we should just sell the house, what not you, the garden. What do you mean? What do you mean? Sell the house and bequeath the garden to the Tidy Towns effort. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there she is now. Did you move my glasses? Aren't they where they always are? They're not. You, you must have moved them. Hiya, Sarah, love. it began with a knock-knock joke. I mean, it often begins with a joke. He was just unlucky in the type of joke it was and unlucky that he was brand new on the landing. Knock-knock, a chap says to him. Who's there, he says, back quick as you like. No one. No one who? No one who? You could have heard a pin drop. No one who? Poor chap, he just couldn't get his head around it. I'm not meaning to disrespect him, he was a good skin and God knows he was fond of me. He just couldn't get his head around the fact that if there was no one there to knock, there'd be no one there to answer. No one who? Bit more of an edge to it this time, swallowing it. But his fist clenched all the same. The landing was full of skin sitting around all trying to hold in the laugh and hoping, if only half hoping, that something, even half of something, might kick off. No one who? Again, he says it, and he knew he was noticing the only half-hidden smirks all around him. Walk away, I says to him. And right there, as quick as he come in that gate, he became known as Knock Knock MacDonald. And all the time we spent together, I never learnt his God-given Christian name, not until the day he came through the gate for the second time. Hansel, he says to me. Hansel being the name I was given on the landing. Hansel on account of the blonde hair. Hansel, can I have a loan of some toothpaste? Knock, knock, I'd gotten some new photos of his little one on a visit from the little one's mother. He was sitting on his bunk, squeezing the last drop of paste from his own tube. Squeezing it onto the back of the photo so as to stick it up around the bunk. A loan, I says. And how exactly am I going to get a back liquor off the walls? This half of the room was like a shrine to that little one. Timeline and knock knocks time inside, nappies and gummy grins in one corner, all the way to communion dresses and gappy smiles in the other. All the time knock knock was in with me to sell her to bang a spearmint colgate. And all the time we were banged up at night, those communion dresses were the only thing that shone in the darkness. I'll never understand why you don't do up your side a bit, Hansel, he says to me one night. Stick up a few photos. How can I, he says, when you use all me toothpaste? Few shelves, he says, paint a few things, few home comforts. Home for knock knock was the be all and end all. Why waste all your time decorating a place, knock knock? I say, I've been here long enough, seen enough raids, now as well as the next game you could be moved on in a heartbeat, could be starting from scratch in the morning. Truth is, I was happy to sleep beside bare walls, accept the place for what it is. Happy to sweep out every morning, keep the place clean. Happy not to have the clutter of home comforts. Happy not to be getting confused between in here and out there. I keep home in here, knock knock. In where, he says. 
in the messy drawer of me soul. You don't have any drawers. Would you ever go to sleep, you Egypt? It was a good while before Knock Knock got out. I don't mean out for good. He won't be getting out for good for a while. But it was a while before he was out at all. Home for a week, Hansel. He says, big stupid grin across his face. You'll be Han Solo now, like get back. Temporary release. AM to PM or the weekend or whatever. Supposed to be a sort of a recharge our batteries thing. A week at home with his little one. A week of eating dinner with a real knife and fork. Only it wasn't a week for Knock Knock. I've seen that before. The mother's two up, two down on the terraces of Far Cry from the big open spaces of the landings. I've heard lads talking about lying in bed at night and feeling like the walls are closing in on them. I've heard about dogs barking outside, the barking sounding like it was coming from inside the lad's own head. I've seen men come back early off temporary release more times than I could count. The knock-knock had gotten used to the way it was in there. He'd gotten used to the locked doors, to stand and waiting for people to open them for him. Uptown to get the little one new clothes, I heard he stood outside in the footpath for ages like a zombie. The little one on his hand, the whole town staring and him waiting for the shop to open the door. Welcome back, knock knock, the unfortunate chap says to him when he came back through that gate three days early. Foaming at them out, knock knock swings for him, fist flying, taking all my strength and the strength of two others to pull him off him. Thomas, he says, quiet as you like. My name is Thomas. Years since I saw him. That being an end to us sharing. But he's on me mind now as I stand here. And all my time refusing releases, here I am out for good. Already looking at the world with new eyes, the grass jumping at me like electricity. About to go home for good. Only if you were to ask me where home is, I couldn't tell you. I know I can't go home, home. Can't go back to those old patterns. It's like that song, where is it? In my days of youth. I hear you calling calling to me from the corner of a field calling from that patch of waste ground beyond the industrial estate I'm thinking the name Hansel suits me now and not on account of the hair on account of dropping those white pebbles behind me going deeper and deeper into the woods I'm looking back over my shoulder to make sure they can be seen in the moonlight to make sure I can see where I've come from only I won't follow them back no, I'll keep going. Out the other side of the woods. Find a new home. Clean shirt on me now in the hope of a clean start. Begin again.
programme was made with the kind support of the Arts Council, Dunamay's Arts Centre, Leash County Council Arts Office and Midlands Radio 3. With thanks to the Timahoe National School, Stradbally Adult Drama Group, Midlands Prison, Port Leash and Abbey Leaks Active Retirement Groups, Skullcrest Ree, Leash Youth Theatre, former members of Shake the Spear Theatre Company and all who attended the workshops throughout the year. Thank you for listening to Dunamays On Air. We look forward to presenting further podcasts over the months ahead, showcasing artists and performers we're sure you'd love to hear from and learn more about. For more, see dunamays.ie or search for Dunamays On Air wherever you find your favourite podcasts. Dunamays On Air is produced and presented by Dunamays Arts Centre, funded by the Arts Council and Leash County Council.